Geekville Radio. Yeah. I'm Batman. All you geeks and geekettes, this is Seth, a.k.a. Xandrax, the mayor of Geekville and the host of Geekville Radio, coming at you with a very important show. There was that little uh, football game that aired the other day that people mainly watch just to see the cool commercials and such. And of course, I'm talking about the superb owl or big game. We all know what it is. I'm just afraid to say the name because I don't want to get sued. There are two types of people who watch that big game, those who watch for the commercials and those who don't. We're going to go through some of the geek commercials that air during that game and try to dissect them and see what we might have in store in the coming months. We're going to talk the Flash trailer. We're going to talk Indiana Jones, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Dungeons & Dragons commercial, the new Transformers, and we'll also dive into the viral Super Mario Brothers plumbing commercial that aired as well. So we'll start off with the main event here, the big one, and that's The Flash. The full-length trailer dropped shortly before the game began, and we did a quick rundown of that, and I'll link it in the show notes at geekvilleradio.com slash 322. Now we'll do a little disclaimer here. We're not going to talk about the antics of Ezra Miller and all the real-life controversy here. We're just sticking to the movie. We're sticking to what might be in store and how this might lead into James Gunn's reboot of the DC Universe. Because I think it's safe to say if so many characters are getting recast for the next round of DC films, it's a pretty safe bet that The Flash is one of them as well. So that's all I'm going to say about Ezra Miller. So many fans know that this Flash solo film is an adaption of the Flashpoint storyline from DC Comics a little over 10 years ago. Flashpoint is what led into the New 52 reboot that reset the entire DC Universe before they reset it again with Rebirth. And DC started to approach Marvel with like the number of times they're deciding, hey, let's reboot everything. But in that storyline, Barry went back in time to save his mother from being murdered. And then when that happened, but then when he came back, he found a reality that was totally different than the one he, he had left. There was another adaption of that story in the Arrowverse Flash series, which didn't really reboot the Arrowverse. It was just a cool thing they did for a season. This one looks like it's going to be on much grander of a scale than the Arrowverse one was. But with that out of the way, let's dive into this trailer. The trailer begins with Barry in his full Flash costume approaching what I think is supposed to be the home from his childhood where his mother was murdered. We also hear the voiceover, which I think is Michael Keaton, hearing about you can go anywhere, another timeline, why do you choose this one? We also see... Well, it looks like Batman's cowl with blood dripping out of it. So they're definitely implying that Batman may be dead in this new reality, to which Barry says, this is one where my mother's alive, implying that he doesn't want to go back to the regular reality because he would have to be without his mother. 
and we see some highlights of Flash running and jumping. I think we see a little bit of Supergirl lifting off into flight. I think we'll see more of that later because I think they're definitely going to unfold Supergirl's story in this as well. But when Barry says this, because this is the one where my mom lives, you'll notice there are a lot of monitors in the background. So I think he's he's talking to one of the Batmans. He's either talking to the Ben Affleck Batman or he's talking to Michael Keaton. It might be the Michael Keaton one because we know that his Batcave had a whole bunch of monitors in it as well. But we got the flashback sequences of Barry as a child, his mother... The expected scenes of him running around as a flash. We see young Barry running past adult Barry. And the famous shot of him meeting himself. It looks like the Barry with the shorter hair is the real Barry, you might say. The one that we're going to see in the beginning of the movie. And the one with the longer hair is the new Barry that is in this new reality. And I'm thinking the newer Barry may not quite have his powers yet. More on that a little later because he doesn't seem to know quite what's going on. But we do see them approach what looks like Wayne Manor, both Barry's. Barry squared, you might say. And that is interspersed with original Barry talking to the Ben Affleck Bruce Wayne about how he could save everything with Bruce telling him he could also destroy everything. And then we get some of the big reveals. We see Michael Shannon back as General Zod. He's probably still in his I will find him stage from Man of Steel. Though, I think in this movie, though, he may not be looking for Superman. He may be looking for Supergirl. We do see Kara in a dark prison cell that she's being incarcerated in. No real light. And then we get the reveal with the want some help. And we get the classic 89 Batmobile the classic Batwing, and Michael Keaton in his full cowl as Batman, complete with the I'm Batman line. I think that's the part where I think everybody just lost their marbles because we do see the Keaton Batman just kicking butt, tossing guys aside, and then we see Newberry faint. A bunch of other action scenes. I think some of these scenes that we see, if you look closely, I think it might be the Ben Affleck Batman, certainly on the motorcycle, and I think we also see him in the classic gray and blue Batman costume. And we do see both Barrys running, kind of skidding out in like a superhero landing and their shoes touching. We see different colors. So I think what we're going to see is the new Barry, Flashpoint Barry, you might say, is going to get powers. His powers are going to be blue and he will be running alongside regular Barry. Whether he's going to have the reverse flash powers, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if we get the evil reverse flash in this as well, or or Professor Zoom. But we also get another reveal of this, and that is Supergirl. She's clearly been held captive somewhere in the mountains, a lot of snow on the ground. And she gets unleashed, she drops down, mops the floor with a couple soldiers. So, what I think we're going to see is Supergirl, Kara, being I don't know if catalyst is the word, but I think she's going to be one of the major points in this because she's clearly been incarcerated, probably for some time, locked away in a dark cell because she would have to be kept away from the sun. Kryptonians, of course, get their powers from the yellow sun. 
So when we first meet Kara, when she, when she is incarcerated, she's basically going to be human. She's not going to have any superpowers. Batman and Flash are going to try to bust her out, try to get her into the open, get some sunlight, and then that's when we get the try not to die and the shots of her unleashed and kicking butt and taking names. And that will lead us more into her flying around and doing all the Superman stuff. I think she's probably going to have the knockdown drag out with Zod. And she's going to be the one to help save the day for Barry to be able to return to his original timeline. Now, the big question that I think a lot of fans have, and I certainly have this question, is how exactly does Batman change from Ben Affleck to Michael Keaton? This reality that they're in, are they still in the past or are they still in the alternate present? I think we're supposed to believe that they are in the alternate present. I think the shots of Zod showing up were sometime between the past and this alternate present that they're in, you know, the kind of the flashpoint present. And if they are in the present, why is this the Michael Keaton Batman? Well, in the Flashpoint storyline, this was not in the Arrowverse interpretation, of course, because Batman was not in any of the Arrowverse shows. In the Flashpoint reality, Bruce Wayne is not Batman. Batman is actually Thomas Wayne, Bruce's father, because Bruce, as a child, was actually gunned down instead of the parents. And Bruce's mother actually went crazy when that happened, and she winds up becoming the Joker. So I think it's very possible that the curveball we're being thrown here is that Michael Keaton is actually playing Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. The age difference would put it about right. Michael Keaton, I know he doesn't look it, but he's in his 70s now. Now, I know some fans will point out that we did get a Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman in the form of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think most of us would agree Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be a hell of a Flashpoint Batman. But I think it's very possible that's what Michael Keaton will be. Because it's also a common practice when there's a reboot or relaunch, they get an original actor to play a father figure to the current new actor, you might say, the new part. That may be what they're doing here. I could be wrong. I'm certainly not going to complain if I'm wrong, if this is still the 89 Batman. But I think they would need to explain why suddenly... Bruce Wayne would look like Michael Keaton rather than Ben Affleck because Barry obviously knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So the second he finds out this guy's Bruce Wayne, he's going to wonder if he's Batman because it's pretty clear that he does not know. He, he cannot tell that Michael Keaton is Batman. Now, if he knows that he's Thomas Wayne and that Bruce died, maybe, maybe Barry wouldn't put it together that, that there is a, a Batman in this world. That could be the reveal. And another big question would be whether this Batman, this Flashpoint Batman, would be as violent as he is in the comics. Because in the Flashpoint storyline, Batman openly carried and used guns and had no qualm against killing. I referred to him as kind of being Punisher Batman, because he was like Batman with Punisher's ideals. He, he openly would kill the bad guys, whereas Bruce Wayne usually would not. So that's what I think we're in store for. This trailer definitely exceeded my expectations. I was hoping to be blown away by it. I was very much looking forward to this movie. It'll be interesting to see if we do get the Flashpoint Batman or not. We know this is leading into James Gunn's reboot of the DC 
movie universe. I said in my last show that it, I'm liking what I'm seeing as far as what James Gunn has been saying. Maybe we'll get a few other Easter eggs. I'll be inter- interested to see if there's any other trailers that'll happen. But yeah, I think Barry's going to go back in time, save his mother, come back, find this reality changed. He's not going to want to change the reality back because he's going to want his mother alive. But eventually, he's going to have to come to his senses, go back, change everything, bring it back the way it was before. He's not going to accomplish that fully. He's going to fix things, quote-unquote, but he may not even make it back to that reality. I would not be surprised if we see this version of Barry Allen get killed off and we get a new actor as Barry in either the final moments of this film or whenever we reintroduce Flash in the next James Gunn movie. I think it's very possible Barry's going to die similar like what he did in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Maybe he'll run himself into nothing. Universe gets reset, and then we get a new Barry Allen and a post-credits teaser. So from Flash, we will move on to the viral Super Mario Brothers plumbing commercial. This one was a bit of a treat because not only is it cool to see an animated Mario Brothers movie coming up, but the theme to this was set to the theme of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show that aired in the late 80s, early 90s with the late great Captain Lou Albano as Mario. But I also couldn't help but notice that there was a phone number that you could text or call. And since this clearly is something that was meant to go viral, I'm going to right here queue up my phone and we're dialing that phone number, 929-55-MARIO. And let's see what we get. Thank you for calling Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. It's me, Luigi. Uh, if you need service, please uh, text us at the same number. You just call 92955-MARIO. That's 929-556-2746. Message us about any issues wherever you live. House, condo, mansion? And we'll be sure to text you back right away because at Super Mario Brothers Plumbing, we don't say let's wait. We say let's go. Oh, and uh, check our website, smbplumbing.com. We're still working on it, so more updates to come. Bye-bye. And that's it. I believe that was Charlie Day as Luigi. Other than that, not really much. It was, it was a viral commercial. I don't think it was meant to show stuff from the movie. It was just a fun little commercial. And I think it accomplished that. Next up, we have the fifth Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We examined the full trailer of that a few weeks ago. That will all be in the links at geeklyradio.com slash 322. We do see a little bit more of the de-aged Indy circa World War II. We did see a clip of Mads Mikkelsen as the villain, Jürgen Voller, with Indy saying, Are you still a Nazi? And if you look closely, you do see Toby Jones in the background. So Toby Jones, once again, being part of a geek commodity in a World War II era story. Toby Jones played Arnim Zola in the Captain America First Avenger movie. And we saw a little bit of Helena Bonham Carter in an action scene. Moving on, we have the second trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This looks like it's almost all new footage. I mean, we, we got a much older Groot. I guess we probably got a teenage or maybe early 20s age Groot. And this 
trailer is definitely more centered around Gamora and what the High Evolutionary is doing. We do see the High Evolutionary talking about uh, improving and creating, and that's kind of mixed in with Rocket saying, no, he just wants to destroy and just make stuff in his image and such. The trailer begins with Chris Pratt's voiceover about how he's Star-Lord, his girlfriend died, but then came back and now she's a jerk. And of all people, Nebula is actually agreeing. It looks like Nebula's definitely got more lines, probably got more comic relief in it. We get the high evolutionary talking about how he wants to make the perfect society. And that's intermixed with Rocket saying, no, he just hates things. We got more of them in their Captain Planet-like spacesuits, just in whatever matching color. And what might be the most interesting part is Drax talking about how he's happy it would be to be fighting with his friends. And as we all know with Drax, he doesn't usually have feelings. So for him to be happy is definitely a bit of a change for him. We do get a couple other glimpses of Adam Warlock, a couple more glimpses of the Guardians getting into a fight in that big Apple store or whatever the big white building is that they're in and we get the quick glimpse of Star-Lord crying because like like we speculated in the last trailer I think one or more of the Guardians themselves is biting the big one in this I think some of them are going to get killed off we got a 30 second clip of the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves not much can really be said about this one given that we only saw like a few milliseconds at a time we did go over the first trailer back in July once again, will be linked in the show notes at geekleradio.com slash 322. A lot of jumping around to the point where I think even the WWE cameraman probably thought, hey, this, this jumps around a lot. But it definitely looks much better than the last theatrical Dungeons & Dragons movie we got. And I know that's not saying much. This does look entertaining. It definitely looks like it's for a 21st century audience. It doesn't look like it's there for the hardcore gamers because... Once again, as we always say, the, the people who actually play Dungeons & Dragons, we're going to go see this movie anyway. Regardless of how much we're going to cry and moan about how different it looks, we're going to go see it. It's just that's who we are, and they're not going to make the movies to please the hardcore gamers. They're going to make them to please the general audience. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's what happens. But really, we just got a couple of action clips. Not really much in the way of story. We also got an Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania commercial. When I first started watching this, I'm like, wow, this is a little weird to drop a new ad just before a film's release, let alone paying millions of dollars for the Super Bowl. But then it looks like this was not a clip from the movie at all. This was a custom-made ad for Heineken. It was actually a Heineken commercial with Paul Rudd in it. The commercial was for the non-alcoholic beer. So I think that accomplished what it needed to. It's one of those big-budget commercials that only airs once, like the Madonna-Pepsi commercial from way, way back. And we'll, of course, have a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania this weekend in an upcoming Geekful Radio. We're going to wind this up with the spot for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I've definitely not had the best of times with the modern Transformers movies. I did like Bumblebee. Bumblebee, I think, is probably the best one. It was the one that felt the most like a Transformers movie and not a movie about a bunch of explosions and a bunch of 
military aircraft and soldiers that happened to have a few transforming robots in it from time to time. Bumblebee actually felt like a Transformers movie, even though it only had a handful of Transformers in it. But it looks like Mirage is one of the main characters. He takes the form of a Porsche 911. He, of course, was a Formula One car in the original G1 canon. He's being voiced by Pete Davison. I have no opinion, positive or negative, about that. But he clearly has the ability to create holograms, which that was his shtick dating back to the G1 Transformers. He, he could create illusions, thus his name, Mirage. We got a glimpse of Optimus Primal. I do think it's kind of funny that this was called Rise of the Beasts, but we only got about three seconds of beasts in it. The rest of it was just a well-placed Porsche commercial, even though the Porsche 911 was shown there was over 30 years old. But it does look like this is a sequel to Bumblebee. If we're going by the model year, approximately, we're still going to be like late 80s, possibly early 90s in this, because that's about the time that the Porsche 911 was made that looked like that. I don't know if I'll see this one in theaters. I guess I'll, I'll wait for the reviews to come out. But I liked what I saw in that trailer from that, that quick glimpse. I don't think we've gotten a, a full-length trailer yet. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Geekville Radio, episode number 322. A lot of stuff in the works with Ant-Man 3 coming out this weekend, where we'll see the kickoff to the MCU's Phase 5. We'll have a review for that movie up. We'll have some other news coming out soon. I think we're also going to be due another nostalgia trip soon. My co-host for Examining the Doctor, Mark Short, he and I have recorded commentaries for the Tom Baker classic story, The Brain of Morbius, for Examining the Doctor, or Doctor Who podcast. The first episode of that is available right now at geekvilleradio.com or in podcatcher of your choosing. If you're listening to us for the first time, we are at Geekville Radio. You can find us on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Geekville Radio. Drop us a line. Let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what we're not doing so well. You can give us a follow. Give us a review wherever you listen to our podcasts. I value feedback, especially when it's genuine. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. So with that, we're going to power down the studios here at Geekville Radio. We'll talk to you folks again very soon with our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Geekville Radio is not sponsored or endorsed by any product or company unless specifically stated. The views expressed by the host and or guests are purely their own and do not represent the views of geekvilleradio.com, a1-wrestling.com, or any affiliates. Some media used on Geekville Radio is the respective copyright of its publishers, all rights reserved.